Hey everyone, what's going on? Welcome to this brand new review on the Sam Bissell Podcast on the Ambiguous Podcast Solutions. And right now, I'm going to be doing a review for A Quiet Place Part 2, which stars Emily Blunt, Melissa Simmons, Noah Jupe, and Cillian Murphy, and was written and directed by the one and only John Krasinski. That'll happen. A bomb, I think. Now, A Quiet Place Part 2 is the immediate follow-up to the hit phenomenon of 2018, which was A Quiet Place. And the, the first film was truly what exactly what I said was a phenomenon. It was kind of one of those diamond in, a, in the rough films that premiered at South by Southwest in 2018. Nobody really saw this coming. Everyone knew John Krasinski as Jim from The Office and a few other things that he did throughout his career as an actor. But this was the first time people were able to see him kind of be behind the scenes, even though he was also in front of the camera with this one with his wife Emily Blunt his real life wife it was really kind of his breakout turn as a director and this was kind of a different horror to thriller film than we've ever seen before really kind of highlighting and utilizing the terrors of no sound whatsoever and how very sensitive sound could be and is kind of can kill you in an instant and it was this kind of cinematic experience that I don't think a lot of horror films or just films in general really have had before and so it just really kind of took off and when it made a lot of money it would make sense that there would be follow-ups to this movie and of course with sequels to any big surprise follow-up you wonder if a it's going to be a worthy successor if we need another story in this universe and also can it produce the same level of intensity and thrills as the first one did because again with a lot of horror sequels the the thing that really kind of does them dirty that really is a detriment to them is you always kind of recycle the same horror tropes over and over and over again so with horror sequels and thriller sequels how do you make it fresh and new and exciting and all the trailers really kind of indicated that Krasinski knew what he was doing he's in front of the camera a little bit in this one I'll get into that in just a bit but he's really solely focused behind the camera on this one as a director and he was also the sole writer in A Quiet Place Part 2 and seeing the trailers I was really interested to see how again you expand this post-apocalyptic universe introduce new human characters and really kind of expand expand past the limited farmhouse of the Abbots that we saw in the first film and I'm very happy to say that after seeing A Quiet Place Part 2 I think this is a worthy deemed follow-up to A Quiet Place. I absolutely loved this film from beginning to end. It delivered the exact same kind of thrills and intensity and suspension that I felt in the first Quiet Place. And it really, the, the, the star of this film, I think from when you talk about in front of the camera, which I'll talk about the stars in, in just a little bit who really shine throughout the movie in front of the camera. But really when you talk about this franchise, which I think we can now call this, is really all laid on the feet of John Krasinski and he just kills it from beginning to end. His direction in this film, the way that he builds suspension and intensity is second to none. And to think that this is only his second film and it's a follow-up to the first film that he did when he already hit it out of the park with this, with, with, with the first movie is just a testament to 
how he's able to understand what the audience loved about the first film and just kind of dial it up a little bit. And he, even though you know what's going, what, what's going to happen, you still feel that tension and that buildup and, and the way that he's able to fake you out here and there, but also kind of immerse you in this world. Once again, utilizing the techniques of sound is just mesmerizing and he just does a brilliant job and you can definitely tell that he really focused and honed his skills this time, especially since he didn't have to be in front of the camera for a majority of the film like the first one. He was able to really kind of work on his skills as a director on this one and you can see really the improvement that he makes, taking different choices as director and utilizing different angles and shots and one take sequences incredibly well. So I was very, very impressed by him and I'm very excited to see what he does in in the future. But also as a writer, I was very impressed because again, like I was saying before, one of the things that I love seeing in these post-apocalyptic franchises is expanding the world, introducing new characters, like I said. And Krasinski does all of that in 90 minutes plus, like a little a little over 90 minutes long is this movie. And he's able to introduce you to all these new places and really kind of show you what the world is like in this post-apocalyptic world that people are experiencing. And he's able to kind of flesh out all these characters in these places and also the monsters at the same time. Even though we see them here and there, they're not really the primary focus of the film. But when you do see the character or the monster and when they are mentioned, you really get to know a lot more about them without having it kind of beaten over the head with what they're trying to do. And it just, it's absolutely amazing, I think, how Krasinski really, again, has a handle on the franchise, not, again, just as a director, but also as a writer, developing these characters a whole lot more and really trying to understand them and and also the Abbott family and expand on these characters. It's just so incredibly well done. And I I will say one of the other really interesting things, going back to, to John Krasinski really quick as a director, is the fact that he's just able to to, again, showcase a lot of these intimate human emotions and and be able to express in all that and also really just kind of hone in on the human aspect of all of these characters. And one of the awesome things, just for the price of admission alone in terms of the build of that tension and exploring this universe is the very beginning, which is kind of a, a prologue you see in the trailers where it's showcasing the first day when we see all these creatures kind of come and attack this world and we see all the chaos that ensues. And Krasinski, again, in that 15 minutes just rivets you from beginning to end and the tension just starts off right away so I loved it from that angle as a director and writer so hats off to him for what he was able to do and now to kind of move over to to the front of the camera I think there's really kind of two people to highlight in this film. I think Emily Blunt is Emily Blunt. She's amazing in this movie. And also you have to tip your hat off to to Noah Jupe who's in this. And and he continues playing the son of the Abbott family as well. And I, I think we've gotten to know him throughout his career a little bit in the last few years. He's done Ford versus Ferrari. He's been in The Undoing with Nicole Kidman on HBO. He's also starred in Honey Boy with, with Shia LaBeouf in 2019. So we've experienced him kind of grow as an actor, but we haven't really seen a lot of stuff that Melissa Simmons has done, who plays the daughter in this film. And I think she surprised a lot of people in the first film, kind of saying, whoa, this this young actress who is deaf in real life is was able to just kind of give this great performance through sign language and emotion 
And I think Krasinski was able to see that and he really honed in on the daughter aspect of this of this film and really kind of making her the lead of it and leading this family. And Melissa Simmons just does a tremendous job. She is really the star of this movie from beginning to end. And she really kind of takes on a lot of the a lot of the screen on her own, but she does have some scenes with with, with Cillian Murphy and he is he is also a great addition to this franchise. I think it's incredible to kind of see him kind of take on this role of a very uh, a morally troubled person who's trying to do the right thing and I just think he does an absolutely tremendous job and then to kind of go back to Krasinski really quick for one sec another great thing that he does is the the the, the there's about like there's a few storylines that go on throughout this movie and you're kind of divided between three different kind of plot lines going on at the same exact time and when the great thing that Krasinski also does within the editing process is building up this tension and when you're kind of when he's cutting between these three different areas of the story each one is evenly paced in the tension and you're not kind of lacking in one area where you're worried about if the monsters are going to kind of creep up and you don't know what's going on but you don't feel that in another scene Every single scene that he does, he just brings that same momentum and intensity, and it just, it doesn't drip down from any way, shape, or form whatsoever. So another tap to, tip to the cap to, to John Krasinski in that matter. But I think that the story is very well done. Again, I think the 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 universe expanding is incredible, and I think now this is because it is the start of the summer movie season. It's Memorial Day weekend for a lot of people right now, and I think for. A lot of people this is going to be their first time going back to the movie theaters and what a way to go back and and i think this is a true return to the cinematic experience in this movie you go to watch this film because of the experience that you can get only in theaters because i think if you were to watch this the first time at home you don't have that same experience you need the surround sound and the big screen and an audience around you to kind of feel this tension together and i, and I don't think you would get that watching it for the first time time at home on your television screen. I think this is something to really, for the first time, experience on the big screen. Krasinski delivers that. The entire cast delivers it. I love this film, and I think it definitely is a worthy follow-up to the first film, and now it's going to become a debate of, is the first film better than the second, or is the second film better than the first one? And I'm not ready to make that judgment just yet. I still need to think about it, but again, this is definitely a worthy follow-up to that first film. If you ever wanted to kind of do a double feature this is definitely the one to do with as the the second part really kind of just goes right into where we left off at the very end of the first quiet place and there's not really a lot of negatives that i have with this film there's really one thing it has to really kind of do with the script and mainly more towards so the ending of the film because i think the way that it ends and i'm not going to give anything away but it is very abrupt and if you're listening to this and you watch the first quiet place you're probably saying to yourself well sam the first quiet place kind of ended abruptly and it did but i think when you watch when you see a quiet place part two and the way that it ends there's definitely more to be left desired which again the way that if this film does well which i'm sure well at the box office that I'm sure there's going to be a part three in this telling of the Abbott family story. But the way that it ends, you just want more. And you again, it probably means that a third film is on the way, but you just wanted more of maybe a little bit of a closure to these storylines. Whereas with the first film, I think that 
it's very abrupt. However, you kind of get the, you can kind of think for yourself and infer for yourself of what happens, but you get closure around kind of the rest of the family and the story that took place in the first film. Whereas with this one, there's more story to be desired. You feel like that's not the, the true closing. Like there's more to it than what I just left seeing. So I think there's one negative. That's the one thing. And it's with the script after I just praised what Krasinski was able to do with this movie. But I think that is the only kind of big leaning negative I can really give the film. The Again, the acting, the the the, the cinematography, the direction, the, the, the intensity, it's all really there. And it's the delivered a, a double the notch of what we got in the first film. So there's really nothing negative I can say on that front. That's really the only thing that I can give a negative on. And with that, for me, kind of this is kind of a, a big screen return for a lot of people. It was worthy of that. Krasinski is a budding star, not in front of the screen, but really behind the screen. After this one, I'm excited to see what he can do now post Quiet Place. I'm sure he's going to still be involved in this franchise now, but I want to see him do other things now as a director and also as a writer. I think he's proven himself that he can handle himself behind the scenes as well, and that's what people are really going to want to see him do. And he's definitely one of those up-and-comers now when we talk about the great actor-turned-directors in our time right now. Krasinski is setting himself up to be in that list of going in that in those places, especially after these first two movies. So a, a great tip to the cap to him. I give this film 9 out of 10. Congratulations to everyone who worked on A Quiet Place Part 2. Again, if this is your first time going back to the theaters, this is definitely the film to go back and experience on the big screen if you haven't been back since the pandemic hit last March. So definitely give this one a chance. And if you have seen A Quiet Place Part 2, what did you think about it? Let me know down below in the comment section and leave your thoughts. And with that down and out of the way, that will do it for this review of the Sam Bissell Podcast. Once again, everybody, thank you so much for tuning in. Be sure to check out my channel for more content. You can check me out on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Radio Public, SoundCloud, and much more. Also, make sure to tune in on to the Ambiguous Podcast Solutions, and be sure to check out the other amazing shows that are on there, such as You Mad Bro, the number one source to see what the internet is pissed off about on a weekly basis. Also, check out goal-driven professionals geared toward improving client relations, return on investment, and customer acquisition costs for independent businesses and services. Also, check out The Daily Grind, a weekly motivational podcast with Kelly Johnson, giving you everyday tips and key takeaways on reaching your goals. Also, along the way, make sure to check out these other amazing shows on the podcast solutions, such as Wrestle Attic Radio, Fretzelmania Podcast, and Midnight Showing. You can check these out and so much more on the website ambiguouspodcastsolutions.com. Also on Facebook and Twitter at Real Ambiguous. And if you want to check out Canopy Treehouse, use the coupon code AMBIGUOUS. Also, when you get a chance, make sure to follow me on social media. You can find me on Twitter at Bissell Samuel. That's B-U-S-S-E-L-L-S-A-M-U-E-L. And also on Facebook at Sam Bissell. Also, you can find me on my YouTube channel at The Sam Bissell Podcast. So once again, everybody, thank you so much for tuning into this review. And until next time, keep on screening. People had finally given up hope. Jump in.